I want to talk about the, the power of the precious Holy Spirit. We've talked about the water, Holy Spirit being a, or water being a symbol of the Holy Spirit. We've talked about wind being a symbol. We've talked a little bit about breath. But this morning, I want to talk about the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now, how the Holy Spirit will use His voice to change your life dramatically. And that's what happened right here with Vicky's life. Vicky was caught up in such a grief, such a such a, a progression of grief that she could not break it. But the power of the Holy Spirit was able then to speak into Vicky's situation and through the power of those words delivered into Vicky's life through a vessel as Marvin Garman was, then God used that to break that spirit of doom and gloom off of her and to bring Vicky into a new place of faith. And I want you to know that's what the Lord is speaking to all of our lives. What are you going through? What hassles are you having? What situations are you facing? God wants to use His Holy Spirit to reach into your situation and bring you out of it and to totally use it for His glory in Jesus' name. In Acts chapter 2, verse 2 it says, And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And the Bible says, and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. Then verse 4 of Acts chapter 2, it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want you, if you have your Bibles there in your car, or if you have a way of circling, I want you to circle that verse 4. Because that's what we want to talk about today. We want to understand a principle of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit can work in our lives. In verse 4 it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the unction. I want you to notice that. Not only does it take God working in your life, it takes you working in your life. It takes you being a partnership and being in partnership with the Holy Spirit for God to be able to accomplish His miracles. What it says here is that they began to speak in tongues. It took apart from them. It took apart. They had to do the speaking. God was doing the prompting. It says, but it was the Holy Spirit that was giving the unction inside of them. But not only is this true toward speaking in tongues, this is true toward any gift and moving in the power of God through the Holy Spirit. This is the way the Holy Spirit does. He comes in and He'll unction you or He'll, he'll, he'll prompt you. He'll nudge you. And God will expect you to follow the leading of that nudge. And you will have a step of faith to take. Just the same way as it was with Peter out on the water that day when he stepped out of that boat and put his foot on that water to walk to Jesus. We get nudges of the Holy Spirit. And then we have to be willing then to obey because it takes you, it takes the direction and then it takes the obedience to make the miracle. So if you want to allow the Holy Spirit to move in your life, you've got to realize God may not just do this thing for me, but He will nudge me or He will prompt me or He will inspire me or He'll give me the words. But I must do the speaking or I must do the doing and I must do the action that corresponds with what the Holy Spirit is saying to me. Praise God. There's three major words in the... Hebrew for the word that we get the word spirit and they're the word wind, the breath and life. And I want you to tell you when God takes his mind and applies his breath to it, then it comes out in words. 
And that's where God is able to move into the midst of our life. The breath of God. He empowers us to live a supernatural life. What I want to call your attention to, if you have your Bibles there with you, I want you to just take your Bible. I want you to open to several scriptures. I want you to remember a thing that we've said first about the Gospels. Gospels being Jesus teaching us how to live a supernatural life. And then the book of Acts is the empowerment to live that supernatural life. No, the life that Jesus lived, it wasn't just a God form of life. It was our form of life. God was calling us to live a supernatural life. And so that's why Jesus, in those three and a half years, lived before us the extreme life of a believer. That's moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus just dealt with things differently. And I think we have to stop and we ask ourselves that from time to time. How, what is my life like? What, what expectancy do I have in my life? Am I expecting miracles? Am I expecting the power of God? Am I expecting healings? Am I expecting deliverance? Or am I just living this life on a sheer natural plane? But I believe that God's calling each one of us, and that's what the Gospels do. The Gospels tell us, show us the life that we can live and the promptings that we can be under. And then what comes forth in the book of Acts? Then the book of Acts lets us know that this was just not the Jesus life. This is our life. Because in the book of Acts, Jesus is already back in heaven. But it's men living out the life that Jesus taught them to live. And I want to ask you something. Are we living out the life that Jesus taught us to live? Are we living out the life? Are we, are we living life on a mere human level? Are we allowing God to move us into that much higher plane? You know, there's, there's three dimensions of life. There's three realms of life. Uh, let me quickly mention the three realms. The three realms are the earthly realm. Uh, that, that's where that declares the creation of God. The, the earthly realm. Everything that God created here that's physical. Then there is the heavenly realm or the, or the sky, the moon, that declare, the Bible says, declare the glory of God. And then there is that other realm which Paul talked about called about the third heaven or the third realm. It's the supernatural realm. It's the realm where God's Word is final authority. When you think about the earthly realm, you think about natural laws being final authority. But when you think about the heavenly realm, you think about God's Word being the final authority. I just want to ask you, what level do you want to live this morning? What level do you want to live your life? Do you want to live your life? Sure, natural laws are real, but the, the, the wonderful thing about the heavenly realm, it can supersede any natural law. God can bring a miracle into each of our lives. God can do that which only He can do. And so we have to make it. But not only is there three realms, there's three dimensions of life we have to recognize. There's first, there is this physical realm. Now the physical realm is detected by the five physical senses. But not only is there a physical uh, dimension that we live in, but there's also a rational and intellectual dimension. Now, that's, where, that's the voice of reason, or the voice of reason rules that. But there is a third dimension offered to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's called the third dimension. And in that third dimension, it's the power of the Spirit of God. It's where the, you are able to receive information from, from places that are unnatural. 
You're able to have a power in your life that totally unnatural. It's not level. It's not built on the, on the physical level. It's not limited to the what's rational. God can supersede even what's rational, and He can supersede what's physical, and God can move each one of us into a supernatural spiritual life through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I just, I just want you to see this working throughout the book of Acts. That's what, that's what God teaches us in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 1 is it, and you will see power. Uh, that's a supernatural level. That's not a physical dimension. And that's not a rational dimension. God said, I can give you an experience that you will receive a supernatural power in the midst of your life. Acts chapter 2, verse 4, and suddenly there came a mighty rushing wind. It can have supernatural occurrences. I don't know how, what you think about. You, you may think life is just on this sheer natural level. But I pray that you will allow the Word of God to, to bring life into a much higher level. And that your expectancy is just not in the realm of the natural. The Bible says that Acts chapter 4 just wants to see as people begin to, after they were filled with the Holy Spirit, what the door of opportunity became available. Acts chapter 4 said, Then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said, you, you can have a prompting of the Holy Spirit. I don't know how many of you have had that, but, but if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, then you know there's these things, there's these times that you're prompted to do things. The thing about the Holy Spirit, He always keeps life exciting. You know, you talk to people and they'll say, well, you know, I just, I just don't think it can happen. I just, I just don't think it can happen. But I want to tell you, the prompting of the Holy Spirit will allow your faith to soar. And to where you will begin to believe things that are oh, totally above the natural level and totally above the rational level. It said that Peter was prompted. Acts chapter 6 said the Holy Spirit gave Stephen remarkable wisdom. Man, the Holy Spirit is able to work in our life and not only to prompt us to do things, He's able to prompt us in levels of life. And then it's Acts chapter 8 said, Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go and join yourself. Information becomes available to us. Supernatural information becomes available to us. In Acts chapter 21, it says, this is what the Holy Spirit says. And so on and so on. The book of Acts is a book of extraordinary miracles. In fact, the word miracles is repeatedly, uh, or is repeated so many times in the book of Acts. Because the Holy Spirit, which introduces the book of Acts, brings us into that much higher level and that much higher dimension. There's two areas of the Holy Spirit are most important for us to understand. Are to, are to allow it to be worked into our life. The first level is I must learn to yield to the Holy Spirit. I must learn to recognize the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Now, most people can, can recognize reasoning factors. You're going to do something, then all something comes into your mind says that that's not reasonable, and reasonable factors will stop you from doing a lot of things, and reasonable factors will cause you to do a lot of things. And then the physical area. The word that I know here, if I, if I take one more step, <laughs> there's going to be a law that goes into work here that, that could bring damage to me. But in that same level, there is a spiritual level that can bring unknown information into my life, can give me unknown direction in my life, 
can tell me how to do things and how to speak things and how to turn things around. I'm just telling you, we've got a choice today. We can live life on this sheer physical plane or, or we can allow the power of the Holy Spirit to bring us into a much higher level of life. Amen. And begin to live off it. There's two major things that I said that's important that we, I believe we start with when we be, begin to pursue the Holy Spirit. Number one is we want to become yielding. It's so important that we recognize the Holy Spirit's unctions, that we recognize its compulsions, that we recognize its nudging. And a lot of times we just have to slow our life down. And a lot of times we have to bring that into a conscious awareness into our life. And what that means is God wants uh, each one of us to develop the discipline in our life of not only looking into the, what is reasonable, but in every area to just stop and say, Now, Holy Spirit, do you have anything to say? Or do you have prompt in this direction? Where that we will allow the Holy Spirit to bring that third powerful, third dimension into our life. Now, a lot of things, God will want us to live out the, out the reasoning factors of life. And many things, God will want us to live out in that physical area. God doesn't want me to too many steps out here this morning, I would hope. But I have the opportunity of stopping and asking the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, do you have anything that you want to say into my situation? Is there anything that you want to say into my health that I'm going through? Is there anything that you want to say into my business, God? Is there anything you, Holy Spirit, anything you want to prompt, anything you want to speak into my heart about my marriage or my life or my mate or whatever it, whatever position of life I'm in? You know, and that's really what it takes. We, we have to have, we have to allow the Spirit to bring a change. A change in the way we think about things and even the change to way we talk about things. I'm going to ask you, is part of your normal conversation, do you bring the Holy Spirit into it? Is it common for you to say, well, well I, I felt the Holy Spirit wanting me to do thus and thus? Or is your conversation completely over here in the realm of the natural? And then you're just looking for God to give you that invasion that will change you from a natural to a supernatural. Remember what, remember what we found in Acts chapter 2 verse 4? They began to speak in tongues, but it was the Spirit that gave the unction. What God's going to do, He's going to unction you and nudge you, but it's up to you to be looking for it and to give credence to it and to obey it. It's the Holy Spirit that's going to unction you. He's going to give you that word. He's going to give you that direction. He's going to give you that path. He's going to give you that sensation. He's going to give you that compulsion. It's the Holy Spirit that's going to do that. But then we must be looking for it, watching for it, and giving credence to it, and focusing our life on it, and going in that direction. I just wonder, I can just wonder what the Holy Spirit, what the changes He won't want to bring in all of our life. Wonder what changes God would want to do for all of us. I wonder what changes that God would want to bring in my relationships in my life. I just wonder if I began to live in relationships by the unctions of the Holy Spirit, that means I wouldn't be getting mad when I would normally feel I would have the right to get mad. 
And that would be that I would be always up on it because the Holy Spirit knows everything about everything. <laughs> but what would happen in the relationships in my life if I began to live those relations under the discipline of my life looking toward God to see if the Lord wanted to say something in that aspect? And then wonder what would happen if I began to talk in line with that. I wonder what would happen if I began to discipline my life for words like this. I feel God saying this to me. Or, or you know, I want to stop and pray about that. Uh, you know, I just feel like I can't make that decision until the Lord. I wonder if those be became words that are part of our normal conversation. I wonder what would happen to our life. If we just kind of stopped and said, Lord, I'm going to give you the place of legitimacy in my life. So I'm going to cause my conversation, even, Lord, before I begin to hear you, I'm going to let others know I'm seeking to hear you. And we allow the Holy Spirit to begin to change the way that we speak to thing, about things, the way we then change the way we think about things. What he would do, he would put a on inside of us at all times. We'd be looking for that special encounter of God. If we would allow the Holy Spirit to change the way we talk about things by always bringing Him and letting everyone know. I mean, what's it going to hurt for you to let others know that you look to God to give you a direction? Are we so intimidated by fear that the devil has us pushed back up in a corner that we won't even bring to light the, the realities of our life? I wonder what it would change. And then I wonder what me talking about my waiting for the Holy Spirit or letting God speak into this situation or I can't make that deal until I feel peace in my heart from the Lord or whatever. I wonder what would happen if I began to cause the discipline in my life to speak like that. And then it would, wouldn't be long till I would begin to think like that. And then it would cause an excitement. It would raise a faith up in my life. And a faith of an encounter with God. And then to every situation I was facing, every circumstance I was going through, there would be this expectancy of an encounter with God. I'd be expecting God to show up and show out in all my situations of life. And you know, that sounds a lot like faith, doesn't it? In fact, that type of believing and that type of speaking and that type of thinking brings my life into the heavenly realm. It brings it into that third dimension where I'm no longer at the mercy of what the world says and I'm no longer even at the mercy of what people think. But it totally puts me at the mercy of Almighty God. Amen. God can bring change. God can turn around things in my life. What about how does that happen now? The Bible says they began to speak. So I'm going to have to be obedient to what I feel nudged about in my spirit. And you know that's why that speaking in tongues is so important. Because it's the doorway. 
That's why speaking in tongues is so violent for it because it first gives me, I, I search for that, I search for that position where I will begin to yield to something that I'm nudged about. But that's only the beginning. Because that same nudge, the same way that you speak in tongues, the same way that I would pray in the Spirit as I stand up here before you, the same way that I would, because of that nudge inside me of the Holy Spirit, there'll be prompting little words. And it's so powerful, it's so wonderful to, as you, as you move into the Holy Spirit and desire Him, as tongues come up out of you, it's the same way that all the other gifts operate through you. So it's the opening of a door in your life that will never shut. There's the opening of a door into the realm of the supernatural that will never be closed again. I'm just going to simply ask you, if you don't pray in the Spirit, if you don't pray in that beautiful prayer language that God can give, you can if we will move out of that physical area, if we will move out of the mental, and we will move into that third dimension, and we will expect the Holy Spirit to prompt us, we can expect the words to come that I will speak for you. There's not a person here on this park lot or online this morning that cannot be filled full of the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit comes into us at the point salvation and at the point of salvation i get this strong desire to hear god and i have this strong desire to live for god but what really I, then becomes available is then the second wonderful experience god can bring into my life is to be baptized in the holy spirit is the same spirit that i've received by measure i can be filled with to where that not only i have a desire but i begin to have a power not only do I have a desire to live with God, but you will have a power to live out that life that God has created a desire in you. And you will be able to live out those desires for ministry, those desires for, for relationships, those desire for help. You'll be able to live because all of a sudden the Holy Spirit brings that power. You know that word power is that same word. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit gives us power, which is that word dunamis, which we get our word dynamite. But that's the very same word that is the word miracles in the book of Acts. So what you're praying for when you're praying for a miracle, you're praying for the infilling of the Holy Spirit to fill your life and empower your life and use your life for His glory. So let's take a moment and do that right here in this prayer. Brother Donald's going to come and he's going to close us in prayer as we pray over the Holy Spirit. But I want you to just realize that one of the most major things, there's two major things that I need to start off my life with on the Holy Spirit. Number one is I must learn to yield to Him. I must become sensitive to His nudges, and I must yield to Him. The second thing, I must learn to hear Him. I must learn to hear the voice of God. I must learn to hear what God is saying to me over every situation 